You're listening to Three Kitchens, a member of the Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grown community supported. Join your host, Aaron Walker, Sarah Soma Syndrome, and Heather Dyer. What's on today's menu? I'd like to get more reading done, and joining a book club seems like a good idea, but I don't know. Why not? Reading a whole book in a month, that's pretty daunting. What if it was just a chapter, say a week? That doesn't sound too bad. Still, getting together with a bunch of people, that's a whole evening. Well, what if it was only half an hour, whenever you wanted to? That would be great. The Read Along, a mini book club for your ears. Join my wife, Anita. And my husband, Scott. As we take you on a journey through a good book, one one chapter chapter at at a time. A proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grown. Community supported. Available right now on your podcatcher of choice. Well, ho, 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 Merry Christmas. Ho, 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 holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays to 3K listeners. Exactly. (laughs) You guys got the Christmassy voices and everything. We're trying. We're trying. I really need to work on my my radio voice so I can listen to our podcast (laughs) and not cringe. I don't think it's possible to listen to our own voices and not no. yeah. be like, ugh. It's tough. <laughs> it's such a weird thing, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I prefer the sound of it in my own head. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, listeners. <laughs> we are all that, all that was to say hello. All that hello. was just a hello. Our minds are sort of exiting at this stage. Yeah. Right? <laughs> we really, we can't keep a thought. We can't keep track of anything. There's something I definitely am forgetting. You you don't know what it is, but I don't know what it is, but I know I'm forgetting it. Because Christmas is upon us, school is almost done, and we had this idea to do a cookie exchange (laughs) Mm -hmm. that might have gone a little sideways, but thanks to Aaron. (laughs) Aaron saved the day. He may have saved this episode, so. Mm, We we brought it all together in the end. We that's what we do. Three become one. That's right. We yeah. all have to work together. Not one of us could do this all alone. Can you imagine just oh having a podcast gosh. by yourself? Yeah. No, thanks. No. Would you talk to the wall? Hello. <laughs> It'd be no fun. Hello, <laughs> Hello set up. You could set up your volleyball and paint a face on it, just like Wilson. <laughs> yes, that's it, Wilson. <laughs> Hello, Wilson. Wilson, what'd you think of the cookies? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I guess you wouldn't get any bad reviews. That's true. Just silence. <laughs> just silence. we went kind of all over the world for these cookies yeah i did i hope i will pronounce it correctly i made bonuelos bonuelas oh Oh, shoot is it o's or o's ah i wrote it with an a i hope that's right bonuela it is a mexican kind of more like a fritter than a cookie Mm -hmm. and it's very similar to a scandinavian rosette if anyone's familiar with that which is what i grew up with my mom used Mm -hmm. to always make them And that's what I was going to make. And then I came across this variation from Mexico that is just a little bit different. So I tried those instead. And it's a banuela. That's what my kids told me. But the way they say it sounds much better. (laughs) The little squiggly over the N just flows when they say it. Not (laughs) so when I do. All right. So a banuela is a thin batter that you then use an iron, the rosette iron, which is, it looks like a branding iron. 
I don't know yeah. how else to describe it. And you put ends on it that are different shapes and you heat it up in the oil, like okay. deep fry oh, oil. Okay. Yeah. Then you kind of tap the oil off on a paper towel. Then you dip it into the batter. Ah, okay. And then you dip it back in the oil. And as it fries, it pulls away from the iron and pops off. And mm. then you kind of flip it over and brown the other side and then pop it out. So you get your little chopsticks, the easiest way to handle it once it's in the oil. Oh, that's smart. And then pull it out. And then once it's cooled a little bit, you can kind of put it in some sugar or dust some powdered sugar. So the rosettes, the Scandinavian ones, we always did powdered sugar. But for the banuelas, we did cinnamon sugar or just plain granulated sugar on top. Mm-hmm. And that's it. They're easy, but they take time because... Each one is about maybe a minute total. I was going to say, you have to do this individually with each one as a dip fry. The iron holds two, but they're so close together that I did it one at a time because they're so close, they end up sticking. Yeah. And I didn't want to use such a big pot because I need more oil. Oh, right. yeah. So, yeah, it is a so bit time consuming. Did you have this iron from before mm-hmm. because you make the rosettes? Yes. Okay. And you can find them. I bought mine at Edelweiss. You can find them at okay. um, those kinds of places. Edelweiss here is the um, kind of Dutch German store nearby. And they have all those fun cooking right. tools and things. I'm sure you can find it on Amazon as well. And the irons typically come with, I know our, mine did. And I think my mom's had too. My sister has them. I'm not sure. But they're also a little, um, I think they call it a tambale or tambal. It's the, the end that you put on the iron is like a little cup. So when you dip it in and then you fry it, it makes a little cup in that shape, like a little rectangular, fancy cup. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Except it's tiny. It's tiny. I think it's meant to put like custard or like pudding or a mousse or something and some fruit on. Like it's a little, I've never used them. And I don't remember my mom ever using them either, but. Oh, that is so So you could also try that. Mm -hmm. So then once they cool, they're not as good. So then you need to reheat. So when I gave it to you guys, I said reheat it at 250 for a couple of minutes because you really need to eat them warm or when they've just cooled otherwise if they sit too long they're just not as good you need to warm them up easy peasy how different was the recipe between the rosettes that you make that are scandinavian and these oh and the mexican version has cinnamon in the batter oh okay also lime zest which i didn't really notice the lime personally but the cinnamon i thought was great Mm -hmm. the this the scandinavian ones are just plain they don't typically have the cinnamon it's almost the same the banuela has equal part to flour and milk mm-hmm. and then egg the scandinavian version i don't have the recipe right in front of me but i believe it's more flour to less milk i think it's just a bit thicker batter but honestly the the base cookie tastes the same to me the difference was the cinnamon and i quite liked it i think i will stick with the cinnamon in the future mm-hmm. that was good what do you guys think? <laughs> in my case, I wasn't uh, I wasn't excited when my two co-hosts dropped cookies off because I had the stomach flu. Yeah. But um, two or three days later, after I felt better, I went through a <laughs> lot of cookies and they were really good. <laughs> they were really good. Yeah. I got home. I started my oven right away and then I walked away and forgot about it. <laughs> and then I came back in the kitchen I was like it's not 250 oh my oven's on (laughs) because it says the temperature oh right right, yeah tossed them all in the oven right away my husband came home at that point 
I mixed together some cinnamon and powdered sugar because I wasn't sure mm. if I was supposed to do powdered sugar or granulated mm -hmm. sugar. And I know that the rosettes are with powdered sugar. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to add cinnamon into my powdered sugar. So yeah. I made a quick mixture, tossed it in my duster, dusted the heck out of them. And then we proceeded to shove them in our face as fast as possible. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I didn't even know I did taste them, but man, did I eat those fast. Mm -hmm. They were delicious. Yeah. And they heated up really good in the oven and they were crispy mm -hmm. and yummy. And so, yeah. And because they're deep fried, they just remind me of street food. Like mm -hmm. one of those things where like, like a stampede kind yeah. of fried dough. Fried. Oh, it was so good. You just want to have really them good. in yeah. like a little greasy bag yeah. that you're mm -hmm. eating yeah. them out of. That's, a, that's exactly it, a bag. Yeah, street. exactly. <laughs> and the cinnamon sugar having that on top reminded me of that too like a mini donut yeah. or something yeah except lighter and crispier and not that dense kind of exactly dough, yeah right? no it's got like the little sh it shapes around the iron so it's almost like yeah. it's hollow it's got holes in it and yeah. yeah anyway they're a fun treat if you have time to make them mm -hmm. now was it messy no the oil didn't kind of splatter no everywhere. no they just sort of simmer in okay. there you're just using like an like an inch of oil yeah how hot do you need your oil it was 350 i believe okay, okay. Right. and you can pick when you want to pop it out right. of there mm -hmm. and i like them a little less brown some of them when they get too brown then they're just like they almost just crumble okay. in your hand mm -hmm. right they're better if you take them out when they're just lightly brown okay. nice. and there you go make some banuela and try to say it <laughs> <laughs> I thought those were delicious, Heather. That was really good. Thanks. I'm glad you liked it. Aaron, now, Aaron actually did two recipes because Sarah was sick. Yes. Thank Sarah you, Sarah got Aaron. the flu. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which nobody wants at this time nobody of year. Wants nobody it. wants ever. No. no. It was the worst kind of flu. It's the kind of flu that you don't feel like eating cookies. Yeah, the worst. There was no way I was going to let Sarah's recipe go for pass. <laughs> thank you thank you thank you and I, I appreciate it too that you took it on <laughs> well when Sarah said she's sick I was like we have to make this recipe I don't care how we do this but we have to make this recipe <laughs> so you had everything in your house you had the condensed milk and everything so I had to modify things a little bit Sarah do you want to talk about your recipe and then yeah. I will talk about <laughs> how I fudged it together <laughs> sure um you know me I don't have a sweet tooth like other people have a sweet tooth. I still love my desserts, but I'm never usually a fan of Asian desserts because I either find them too sweet or not creamy enough. I really like the French mm. stuff, right? An exception of Malaysian desserts. I think that they are amazing because they've got their coconut milks and their fruits and they, like they're just so well done. And one of my favorite desserts that I love are pineapple tarts. They are Malaysian. They're very popular in Singapore as well. You can buy them anywhere, um, but they tend to be quite expensive. Oh. Um, maybe it's where we buy them from. Well, they're also labor intensive. <laughs> See, I think, yeah. I, I was, was going to say, I that, think. <laughs> I was going to leave that uh, critique to to Aaron because um, I only got halfway through this recipe and then I went down. <laughs> <laughs> I got this recipe from rasamalaysia.com uh, and I go to her for a lot of Malaysian recipes and uh, it's called pineapple tarts and I'll let Erin take over because she stepped up to the plate. So they're a, a pineapple filling wrapped 
in a very buttery pastry. Right. And I would say it reminded me very much of like a shortbread. Yeah. So I have never eaten these before. I have no idea if I got anywhere close to what they should taste like. You can tell me that after we, (laughs) after we get there. The pineapple filling, I only had one can. So I only made a third of the filling that they recommended in the recipe. And instead of using whole cloves, which I did not have or could not find, I just put some ground cloves in and I just kind of sprinkled some in until I was like, yeah, sure. Good enough. Hmm. Um, It took a long time to boil down the pineapple. It did. I'm glad that you think so. (laughs) because I I made three (laughs) tins of it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I can't even imagine. So I drained the pineapples and you blend them up and then you add in sugar in your cloves and you put it on a pot on your stove and then you cook dinner while it boils down Mm -hmm. because it (laughs) took as much time for it to boil down as it took for me to cook dinner. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You really need it to get really nice and thick. And it changes color, right? That's one of the indicators that it's kind of, it's really gets really sticky and kind of in a ball. I don't think I even got it that far. Okay. okay. I maybe gave up earlier than what the recipe showed because I looked okay. at what she showed in the recipe and I was like, I'm not standing here till midnight. <laughs> right, right. Oh. So I got mine pretty thick. So it was like a jam. It didn't get quite as dark in color as it shows there, but it definitely thickened up a whole, whole bunch. Right. Uh, so I just put it in the fridge overnight. The dough, I halved the recipe because I only had a third of the filling. So let's pop out and I'll talk about the dough. With Pod Power, our sponsors are making it possible for us to amplify the voices of Albertans and Alberta podcasters. This episode, Edmonton Community Foundation is helping us give a Pod Power shout out to Overdue Finds, an Edmonton Public Library podcast. Bryce Crittenden and Caroline Land host conversations about books, movies, music, pop culture, and other interesting news about Edmonton. It's a great way to learn more about what's happening at EPL and how you can use your library card to access all of EPL's in-person and online services. To listen and find out more about Overdue Finds, head to epl.ca slash podcast. Okay, and then for the dough... I cut the recipe in half Mm -hmm. because it had two egg yolks in it. So I could not possibly cut it into thirds. (laughs) Oh, right. So it made a very crumbly dough that had to be kneaded, kind of get it to come all together. Right. The egg yolk adds a little bit of moisture, but most of it's coming from butter. Mm. Mm. I just grated my butter to speed up the warming process. Right. And then you mix everything together. You get this like crumbly dough, but as you knead it and mash it with your hand, it turns into that shortbread consistency of dough. So Mm. you just have to really work it to Mm -hmm. get it into a dough form. So then I just rolled this dough out into like a rope and cut it into 16 even pieces. Okay. You can't roll this dough out with a rolling pin on a counter or anything. It just did not work for that. It kept Mm -hmm. crumbling. It doesn't hold together. Yeah. Mm. It's easy to work with once you start figuring out how to work with it. But it took me a little bit of time to figure that out. Right. Because it is so buttery and flaky. Mm -hmm. You really have to like smash it and press it. They didn't provide me with pictures on how to go from dough to pineapple. So. Oh. (laughs) 
but they did use words. And so flatten the pastry dough in your palms and put in the pineapple filling in the middle, then use the dough to cover the filling. That wasn't really sufficient for my needs, but I figured it out after many tries. (laughs) Oh boy. (laughs) This dough is really buttery and flaky. So it doesn't like hold together like a more mm-hmm. glutinous dough would mm-hmm. so it was very like it, it was fussy mm-hmm. but I expected no less from Sarah <laughs> <laughs> thanks <laughs> fussy Sarah because she likes the fussy recipes <laughs> yes yeah Aaron said to me oh this is definitely this was a Sarah recipe <laughs> <laughs> oh that's funny oh it took a little bit of figuring out how this all goes together but three or four tries on the first one and then I had it down right you know and I mean the first couple tries was me trying to roll it out and realizing Mm -hmm. that that's not gonna work and then I read the text and was like okay and so I started playing with it like that and then it worked out good enough and at the end I did get cute tarts you did you did so after you smash it into your hand and you make this like circle you put your filling in it's kind of like empanada y mm-hmm. I was kind of like folding the dough over and then rolling it in my hand to make this mm. little log with pineapple yeah. filling in the middle right. how did you get the design on the top and so then you put all these little logs on your cookie sheet and then you just use a paring knife to cut the scores into it before you bake it cool. and uh you do put an egg wash on top I did not have condensed milk okay I cheated and I put a little bit of cream in okay I was like well it wants something milky so egg yolk and a little bit of cream and I guess I could have put some sugar in there now that I reflect upon this or some honey I did not do that I wanted to show you what a traditional pineapple tart is looks like the reason why I picked this recipe is I do like it encased in pastry But this is how um, it was done originally. Let me just... Oh, they're Ah, open-faced. They're open-faced and they kind of look like a flower, right? Uh, With the pineapple tart filling in the middle. And so Mm -hmm. it actually needs some sort of cookie cutter. So I'm I'm, uh, interested now in how they do that because you said it was hard to roll out. So they would almost have to roll it out into a sheet and kind of do this, right? Yeah, I think it's the whole dough you could roll it out. Okay. But each individual little thing, trying to roll out circles the size yeah. of your palm was just like hitting my head against a wall. So, right. So maybe the better way to do it is that flower way where it's open faced. Thanks so much for uh, sharing that with me now. No. <laughs> I do think that the encased, um, the encased yeah. one tastes better, Heather. Actually, I liked it. Yeah, yeah I, I liked really it. liked I, it too. Yeah. yeah, they were so pretty, and they looked like unexpected. Not like a tart. I expect a tart to look like what you just showed me—that's open faced, yeah. right? Yeah. I liked that. I was like, tart. This doesn't look like any tart I've ever seen. Yeah. And and I think that the filling stays more moist. Yeah. You know, sometimes when you bake a tart, you get kind of a film over the top right. or something. Yes. Which is, yeah. I mean, I love a tart. Not yeah. not complaining about open face tarts by any means, but yeah. um, <laughs> please send them all my way still. <laughs> yes. I like <laughs> anytime. I like that it was all inside. I thought it was yeah. like yeah. cute and smart and like unexpected. Yeah. Yeah. Because the 
type of dough and the and the flakiness and the butteriness of it you don't expect that in something that shape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I really did enjoy. No, it was I- great. It was delicious. And the last time we were in Singapore, my mom's neighbor's girlfriend <laughs> uh, gave us a box of pineapple tarts to take back to Canada. Oh. And she was telling us that it's usually women, like a whole bunch of women get together and do this and yes. they make a huge batch of it, right? Because I think if you're going to go through all that effort that you were talking about, I think you just want to make a big batch of these. I was happy that I halved the recipe. I'm going to tell you right now (laughs) that I was like, thank God I only have to make 15 of these. I was taking on an extra set of things that I was like, ah! Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, you decided that last minute and then you just sort of went for it. And then it was delivered the next day. I'm like, how the hell? Yeah, it was a little bit insane. The only thing I would say, and this is not a critique in any way. No, I want to know because I had no idea what I was going for. It was it was bigger than the usual tart size. But what? it was bigger. How could it be smaller? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's actually the the actual ones are. And like so, that was small. the dough thickness? No, it was perfect. Like okay. everything was to like I thought it was a perfect ratio. Mm-hmm. It was just it just ended up being bigger than the ones that are usually rolled up. But that it didn't okay. change the taste. It, it still tasted amazing. <laughs> it was nice to eat. I was like, oh. I thought the I size was perfect because mm-hmm. otherwise I'd need to eat like three. So, oh, yeah, you eat tons of them. (laughs) There are tons. Like, yeah, you just pop (laughs) them basically. And you have to like take (sighs) those boxes and like shove it at the back of your pantry or something because you cannot have them in front of you. Just, oh my gosh, no. It goes. So good. No self control there. Oh, I'm glad that I hit the mark because I was like, I have no idea what this is going to turn out like. I'm just going for it. And I had to wing a couple things. And now I might never make them because they're so labor intense. (laughs) Okay. It was, it's not, if you're making a cookie, it takes time. If you're going to do anything that is not just a mix, drop on the pan and bake. Right. Right. Like Mm -hmm. you're making sugar cookies. It takes time. It's labor. Bunuelos. If you're making bunuelos. (laughs) I spent like all afternoon making bunuelos. Yeah. 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 And I'm sure the other recipe Erin did took some time as well. And that's Mm -hmm. why she was burnt out. So I just felt I'm complaining because it took time, but really it wasn't terrible. Okay. At the end of the day, you did say, I'm sick. I don't know if I can make cookies. And within 24 hours, I produced a cookie. Yes. Not a bad, not a bad turnaround. That's true. That's true. I was just... Less than 24 hours, I think. I think it's one of those things, maybe like the more you do it, the more they must Mm -hmm. get faster at... at I was getting better at it by the end too, right? Right. Like I struggled at the beginning because I didn't know how to handle the dough at all. Well, they're tasty. So if you... Mm. Maybe so tasty get sick again and then i'll be like erin can i have some pineapple tarts <laughs> <laughs> mom yeah no i really like them and they looked adorable yeah they, they really, are beautiful they were yeah. super mm-hmm. cute cookies I, mm-hmm. and that's why i also was like this was a sarah recipe <laughs> i have to say i thought that all the cookies all three mm. actually Looks four very because erin yeah. made two variations of the other recipe <laughs> were beautiful cookies. Very beautiful. We, we yeah. made some nice looking and tasty cookies. So let's hear about the other one. Yeah. I forgot that I took on two recipes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, yeah. Three, really. I what did. I, yeah, yeah. I would say three recipes. So yeah. I made for my cookies that I chose. <laughs> <laughs> 
And again, this could be an interesting uh, pronunciation. Uh, I made pfeffernus. Does that sound right, Heather? It sounds right to me. That's how I would say it. So pfeffernus is, it's a cookie I remember having as a kid. It has a lot of very strong flavors. Mm. And I feel like it was the cookie that I picked up and took a bite of and was like, ah, and then put the cookie back, <laughs> you know, with one bite yeah. out of it because yeah. it's kind of a strong flavored cookie. I can see kids mm -hmm. not loving it. Yeah. Right? yeah. So I, I remember as a yeah. kid, I remember eating these and my grandmother making them and not being a big fan of them. But now I'm like, oh, I bet you I would like mm -hmm. that. Totally. Well, so that's can why I, just I ask, went after it. What do your kids think? Let You can just say before we oh, talk yeah. about it. My kids loved it. Yeah, my kids love them too. And they were yeah. like, are there more? As the I get more yeah. of these. Do you think they were stronger um, maybe when you were a kid? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I got two recipes. This one from my Oma and the one from DaringGourmet.com. Okay. They are completely different recipes. Oh. Completely wow. different. And I called my Oma and talked to her three times being like, are you sure this is the recipe? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> she's like, Aaron, stop calling me. I'm busy. <laughs> so she looked it up. She's like, yeah, no, that's the recipe. And I was like, like, there's not another page. Like <laughs> <laughs> she wrote me out the recipe. Hers had um, eggs, flour, sugar, lemon zest, um, and then a spice mixture of cloves, nutmeg, allspice, pepper, and cinnamon. And then she also had cornstarch, baking powder, and lemon peel. Okay. Now, when you say peel, is that different than zest? Yes. Oh. So at the store, you can buy um, those like candied cherries. Mm -hmm. This is a candied lemon peel mm. that you can buy. Okay. I think it's called citrus peel. I just recently bought some for my grandmother, but I didn't have any on stock and I wasn't a hundred percent sure. So when we went to the spice market last week, I picked up a jar of lemon peel and oh, I used right. that okay. in my cookies. Oh, okay. But it wasn't candied, was it? It was dehydrated. It was dehydrated though. Yeah. So I don't know. Certainly I did something different. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I made those from my Oma. As I put everything together, um, I had a crumble in my mixer bowl. There was no coming together. There was nothing doughy about it. Oh. So this prompted my third call to my Oma. <laughs> I was like, Oma, I don't have dough. I just yeah. have crumbly flour. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and she said, oh, so just start adding a tablespoon of butter and a tablespoon of rum until it comes together. Rum. Oh. And I was huh. like, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so one tablespoon of rum, one tablespoon of butter. Then I had a dough that would come Wait, together. Wait, had any rum gone oh. into this prior no. to this? Oh, okay. <laughs> That's so funny. Just add no. This is just like one of those things rum you just fixes know. fixes everything. Yeah. You, you don't write it in the recipe. You just right, know right. that, oh, if yeah. you need a bit of moisture, add some rum. But when you think about it, with those other flavors, rum sounds perfect. It went perfect, right? Yeah. So out of all the things that were in the recipe, there is no butter in this recipe until I called my Oma oh, and said, uh, it's not coming together. And so I only added a tablespoon of butter to this. Yeah. And that's kind of different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you roll out a rope, you yeah. slice it into portions, you roll them into little balls, and then you put mm. them on your cookie sheet, bake them for 15 minutes, pull them out, let them cool, and then you dip them in um, icing sugar and water that you've made and you make okay. it pretty thick 
so right. that it coats it easy to make in the end. The second recipe, let me tell you how completely different it is. The second recipe from daringgourmet.com has flour, baking soda, salt, pepper, almond flour or almond meal, oh. uh, brown sugar, honey, mm. butter, cream, and an egg. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then a spice mix, which I am not going to try and pronounce because it starts with L and has about 12 letters. <laughs> That's German for you. But I think it translates <laughs> roughly as gingerbread spice. Okay. Is what I'm being told. I showed my Oma this and I was like, do you know what this is? And she was like, oh, <laughs> so I was like, uh, I'm not even going to try that. No, nope, I'm just like, gonna there's give no up vowels right now. in this word. Yeah. Where are the vowels? <laughs> Where, how are you getting that from this? Anyway, yeah. <laughs> it is a mixture of a whole bunch of spices. I just used the already ground spices that I had in my cupboard. And so that was a mixture of cinnamon, cloves, allspice, coriander, cardamom, ginger, and nutmeg. Coriander. Coriander. And it was supposed to have star anise and mace in it, but I did not. Mm -hmm. I could have helped you out with that if I wasn't so sick. But I know. I was like, I really could have used Sarah's spice cabinet because I know she has these things. (laughs) Which maybe would have changed the flavor to something not as palatable to the children. Because I don't... Do you guys know what mace tastes like? It's nutmeg. So why would you add mace and nutmeg? Because mace is, I believe, from the flower. And the the nutmeg is the seed. So it's... And I think one is um, slightly milder than the other. Interesting. Hmm. I saw the mace at the spice store and, and it was, mm-hmm. I'm only using a quarter teaspoon. What if I never use it again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't willing to go in with both feet. So that spice mixture was added to this. And the process of making this was completely different as well. Mm. You combine all your dry ingredients together and set them off on the side. And then in a saucepan, you're going to combine the brown sugar, the honey, the butter, and the cream. And you're going to heat it on the stove Mm. until it all melts. Mm -hmm. Then you add it into your bowl of dry ingredients and mix it all together. Once you've done that, then you crack your egg and add it in. And you have to mix this egg into this already made dough. I feel like maybe you have experienced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) What was it? What was it that you made that was like that? Gougere. Gougere, that was it. Yeah. yeah. Just call it a cheese puff. Cheese puffs. Yeah. So then, and then you take this, it is like more of a batter than a dough. It mm-hmm. is. So then you need to put it in your fridge. Oh, it's more of a batter than a dough. I see. Okay. Yeah. Mm. It is super sticky. You can't handle it. You need yeah. to scrape it out of your bowl. And then she says, put it into, flatten it into two discs, put it in your fridge and let it sit until it is workable. She, I think she recommended like three hours to overnight. So I was like, I don't got time for this. (laughs) (laughs) I flattened it into discs. I popped it into my freezer for 30 Mm. minutes and was like, God help me now. Mm. (laughs) So again, you take this, you roll it out into a rope and you cut it into little segments that you want, roll it into a ball pop it on your baking sheet. I think the baking method again was pretty similar. Um, Yeah, 15 minutes, 
and then you make the glaze again, dip it in the glaze once it's cooled right. and boom, you have Pfeffernoose. So I sent you two Pfeffernoose. Well, it was easy to tell because one was darker than the other. Yeah. So one was- like- I didn't notice at first. I just, I didn't look that close and I wasn't <sighs> the one who answered the door. My husband took it from Aaron and she said, there's two different kinds. He did not relay that message to me. So I didn't know. And I just tried one. And then I went out and then I ran into Erin at school and she's like, oh, did you notice there were two? And I was like, what? <laughs> no, I didn't. I did not look that close. I won't reveal which one is which, although okay. I feel like both maybe were good. Both were good. But my favorite was the darker one. Yeah, me it too. was stronger. It was mm-hmm. Christmassy. It had that big punch. Mm-hmm. And the other one, yeah. I think it could have had a bigger punch. The lemony, um, your Oma's recipe, the, I assume. The, yeah. yeah. Because you could yeah. taste the lemon in it, which was very nice. Like if all we had yeah. was that cookie, I, I really been liked the thrilled. the yeah. lemon in it. So it's almost like if you had combined that lemon into that one with the big punch, that would have been like, whew, yeah, really yeah. good. That's exactly what we kind of talked about. Now, did your Oma try them? I sent them over to her. Oh, yes. I'm curious to see what she thought. Okay. She said, oh, they're both really good. And she also said, they get better the longer they sit. Oh, oh too bad I gobbled them up. So, oh, I had to fight my family because my kids were all over those. They were like, can I have more? Can I have more? I was like, no, leave them alone. Yeah, yeah. my kids loved them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I usually buy Pfeffernoose at the yeah. Edelweiss store, the packaged, um, yeah, you know, packaged cookies at Christmas time because I okay. really like them. And how did they? They oh. hardly compare. I mean, oh. I feel like I couldn't go back to the store ah, bought. So everything's better. Oh. Okay. Because they're they're um, crunchier. They're like a store bought, right. you know, like a packaged cookie, which is crunchy and still tasty. I like them. But right. this was just so much better. They're softer and better spice and just, you know, as most things, better homemade. You've spoiled me now. <laughs> I really like the spice on my mm-hmm. palate like the, yeah, yeah, yeah. all mm-hmm. those spices together were just like I would like to try that other recipe and I would like to add the lemon to it as well mm-hmm. I think I would have put the lemon grated lemon peel in there yeah I think mm-hmm. that would have been fantastic right oh no that was really good this to me is like a better version of a gingerbread mm. if you like gingerbread I find yes. gingerbread like with the molasses yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Too much. it's too heavy Mm-hmm. It's too much, but this is like a lighter, better, less spicier version of gingerbread yeah. Yeah. to me. Yeah, exactly. It, mm-hmm. it was very, very much like a gingerbread. And very Christmassy. I don't mm-hmm. know, it just reminded me of Christmas. Yes. Like total, like, it makes sense to have it at Christmas. Doesn't it make you want to go to like Germany to the Christmas markets and yeah, eat, yeah, yeah. like eat Pfeffernus as you wander the stalls? Oh, yeah. I just the, <laughs> the snow and like yes. cobblestone street. Yes. And... <laughs> Nutcrackers and yeah, exactly. all of it. That's what it took me to in my mind. It's the only kind of traveling I get to do. So, well, yeah, I think <laughs> that's the only kind of traveling we all get to do. All so yeah. <laughs> close your eyes and eat some pfeffernoose yeah. or some pineapple tarts yeah. or some bonuelos. Yeah. <laughs> we went to three different countries. We, we did. traveled. Yeah. Yep. Hopefully we've inspired our broke. listeners. To- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and no jet lag. Well, no jet lag. <laughs> well, there was a flu. There was, yeah, a, there flu. was a flu. <laughs> there was a little bit of a delay, but no, fantastic ladies. That was really delicious. Thank you. Thank you. I, um, I came out of 
the flu very, very hungry. So I couldn't have been happier to have eaten all that stuff. It was delicious. You guys did a great job. Thank you. It was good. It was mm -hmm. very good. And now all my cookies are gone. So I have to make more, which is the sad I know. Part. I was going to say it's the start of the season, really. Well, happy cookie making. I hope everyone gets a chance to enjoy some sweets and treats. And mm -hmm. these are definitely some good recipes. And don't get sick. Stay away from people. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to your hermit life. Yes. <laughs> and eat lots of cookies. And eat all the cookies. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and now for the fine print. We at Three Kitchens gratefully acknowledge we are telling these stories in the traditional territories of the Treaty 7 Nations in Southern Alberta and the Métis Nation of Alberta, Region 3. We honor the rich tradition of oral storytellers on this land who have come before us. You can find pictures and recipe links on Instagram and Facebook at Three Kitchens Podcast. If you like and subscribe on your podcast player, that helps more people find us. Happy holidays! Have a safe and happy new year on Three Kitchens Podcast.